Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Wednesday morning. I just want to get this thing open. Live meeting here at Christ Life Ministries. Uh, Facebook simply refused to go live, but we are live now. So here we are. So um, welcome, everybody. So I want to speak about the truth. And the, the, just the, the term the truth is something that so many people see in so many different ways. You know, uh, the truth is, uh, according to some, an accurate uh, record of things that happened. Or the truth can be to some an ideal that they strive for. The truth can be to some people a relative thing. One person has one truth and another person has another truth. Um, and you build your own truths by, you know, taking truths out of certain belief systems and building your own truth like the uh, postmodernists think. But, uh, but none of that is truth. So all the philosophers have one thing in common. Thank you, my beautiful wife. She has brought me coffee, and that is wonderful. <laughs> There's actually a brand, a coffee brand that's called Truth. <laughs> okay, so I want you to just think about this. Um, if all the philosophers agree that no one can know the truth, then maybe we shouldn't listen to them. <laughs> if they all agree that you can't know the fullness of truth, then, then they obviously don't have it. Then they proclaim that they don't have the truth. Yeah. Now, the truth is, uh, is a mystery. The truth is something hidden to the natural man. Mm. And the truth can only be known through revelation by the Spirit. Because God is truth. Okay? God is truth. <laughs> God is truth. And when he manifests, truth manifests. When he speaks, truth speaks. When he acts, truth acts. So when you see Jesus, you see the truth. He reveals the truth. So, in John chapter 1, he says in verse 18, something that you know very well. He says, just want to take another sip of coffee before it spills. Okay, so John chapter 1, verse 18 says, No man has ever seen God at any time. The only unique Son, or the only begotten God who is in the bosom, in the intimate presence of the Father. He has declared him, he has revealed him, brought him out where he can be seen. He has interpreted him, and he has made him known. Colossians chapter 1. Verse 15 says, Now he is the exact likeness of the unseen God, the visible representation of the invisible, the firstborn of all creation. 
For it was in him that all things were created in heaven and on earth, things seen and things unseen, whether thrones, dominions, rulers, authorities, all things were created and exist through him by his service intervention and in and for him. Okay, so the full embodiment of truth is Jesus. The full revelation of truth is Jesus showing the Father who is truth. All right, so... Let's just, hello Nico, it's good to see you there, he's watching from Potsdam, you, you can probably tell because we're 15 minutes late, Nico is not here to push the buttons, so, so um, yeah, every time Facebook changes something, it's like, why did you change it, but anyway, so I figured it out, here we are, okay, Chanel, it's Chanel's birthday, and Ingrid's birthday, so happy birthday, and Rina's birthday, so Go to her page and say happy birthday to her also. Okay, so happy birthday, everybody. Okay, so where were we? Truth, truth, truth. Okay, so Hebrews chapter 1. He brews and she drinks, but she brewed today. So this morning it's she brews. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Verse 3, 1 verse 3, he is the sole expression of the glory of God, the light being, the outraying or the radiance of the divine. He is the perfect imprint, the very image of God's nature, upholding, maintaining, guiding, propelling the universe by his mighty word of power. When he had, by offering himself, accomplished our cleansing of sins and riddance of guilt, he sat down at the right hand of the divine majesty on high. Okay, so the most ultimate expression of truth is the cross, is the love. So love is truth. God is love. God is truth. The love is truth. So if you want to be in the truth, you need to be in the love of God. You need the love in you, and you need the love to be expressed through you. If you express love, you express truth. Love is the spirit, and love is the fruit of the spirit which is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, meekness, temperance, self-control. Those things are truth. Okay? All the other things, the doings of the flesh, spoken of in Galatians 5, is the opposite of it. And it's speaking of envy, and it's speaking of anger, and it's speaking of fighting. and Those things, and, you know, immorality and all that, it's not truth. It's the opposite of truth. Okay? So, there are two principalities or two, two persons, two, uh, two ideals, two trees. And the one tree is truth and the one tree is lie. The one is Jesus Christ and the other one is Satan himself. The knowledge of good and evil. The end is death. In truth, there is life. Alright, so just go back to John chapter 1. He says, The Word became flesh. Okay. The Word became flesh. So He is the expression of the Word. By His mighty Word of power, He created the universe. The Word became flesh tabernacled, fixed his tent of flesh, lived a while among us. And we actually saw his glory, his honor, his majesty, such glory 
as an only begotten son receives from his father full of grace and truth. So the glory is full of grace and truth. When do we see the glory? When the word becomes flesh. So in your search for truth, this is where you will find the truth. You will find the truth in the word, not in the letter, not in the book itself. Because this book can bring to you the tree of knowledge of good and evil. If you look for yourself in the book, you will find the opposite of truth. If you look for the truth, the person, the Christ in the book, seeing him through the cross, you will find the truth. Okay, so the word became flesh. Okay, so every good and perfect gift is from above, from the Father of lights. He is light. He is life. Okay, the word is the person that came down, that became flesh, so that he can be seen. Okay? So truth is the word made flesh. So how is your life going to be in truth? Let the word be made flesh in your life. So what is the word? The word is the spirit speaking. So when you read this word, when you read the book, let the Holy Spirit, ask the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, please move on the word. Please move on me. Speak to me out of the word. Let the Holy Spirit speak truth to me and reveal truth to me and in me. And the word becomes flesh in us. And now we start to show the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. So the more grace and truth we receive from the Spirit who speaks to us and we receive by hearing, we receive by reading, we receive what the Spirit is saying, truth starts to reflect from us. You are like those phosphor stars that you found in the preneutral boxes. Okay? So you get this little star and you paste it on the ceiling and the kids go, wow, there's a little star on the roof. Okay. But that star is not going to shine unless you put it under a light for a time. And then it absorbs the light. And then when you switch off the light, the little star shines. And that's how you are. You have to spend time in the glory of God. You have to spend time absorbing the word, the truth. And then when you go out to people, people see something shining out of you because you received something. Okay, so now it's dwelling on the inside. You become like that little star, something that gives off light. All right? So as you receive truth, you, you, but you, you have to recognize the truth. And the truth is the person, the spirit who shows and reveals the Father in the, through the, the body of Jesus Christ. He made the truth known. So if you want to start speaking of the truth, you have to look away from all else to Jesus. He's the truth. Now you can, you can know the truth in different levels and in little portions. Now this is exactly what... Uh, Hebrews chapter 1 says, let's just go there. He says, Hebrews chapter 1 says, In many separate revelations, each of which set forth a portion of the truth. And in different ways, God spoke of old to our forefathers in and by the prophets. 
So there's bits and pieces of the person shown right through the law and the prophets. So if you read the law, trying to fulfill it, you will not see the truth. Bits and pieces of the truth is revealed to tide you over till when the truth is revealed. So the truth is the person, Jesus, that would come to fulfill everything that the laws, law and the prophets spoke about him. If you don't see him in the law and the prophets, you're going to be deceived reading the law and the prophets. Okay, so he says, but in the last of these days, he has spoken to us in the person of a son, whom he appointed heir and lawful owner of all things, also by and through whom he created the worlds and the reaches of space and the ages of time. So he created time through him. All right. All right. Diverse manners, sundry times and diverse manners, spake in times past unto the fathers through the prophets. Okay. Separate revelations, each of which set forth a little portion of the truth, a little portion of the truth. So you can know the truth in different realms and on different levels. Uh, and if you recognize it, you can go deeper. You can go deeper. You can go deeper. Okay, so you are, you are a spiritual body. So you can intellectually, in your brain, learn what is truth by reciting of scriptures. Okay? So, for instance, there were certain values in decades past <laughs> that were instilled in the children in schools and so on. And, for instance, uh, a great source of those values were the Ten Commandments. Okay? Um, and those Ten Commandments, the law of Moses, set forth aspects of the truth. Okay. So I want you to recognize this, that the Holy Spirit is the fulfillment of the law. Okay? Remember Romans chapter 8, um, so that the righteous and just requirement of the law might be fully met in us who live not in the ways of the flesh, but in the ways of the Spirit. So if you receive the way of the Spirit, the law of the Spirit of life will set you free from the law of sin and death. It doesn't draw a line through the law, it fulfills it. So the Spirit of God is never going to let you transgress the law. But it's not going to be your power. It's going to be his power. So the Spirit of God is not going to let you dishonor your father and mother. The Spirit of God is not going to let you steal. The Spirit of God is not going to let you murder someone. He's not going to lead you to do it. Lead us not into temptation. Deliver us from evil. Okay? The Spirit of God is never going to do that. But what if we use those just without the Spirit of God, without God's involvement, without the grace... We use the Ten Commandments as our way to live. Then Romans 7 says, sin uses uh, the law against us and kills us. Sin uses the opportunity of the commandment to express itself. So now sin is expressed. Did we express truth? No, we expressed sin. What did we do? We read and we tried to keep the Ten Commandments, which is portions, a portion of the truth. Is it true? Yes, it is. Is it the truth? No, it's not. Because Jesus is the truth. But if you find Jesus, that will be fulfilled also. I want you to get this. If you find the person, when he dwells in you, 
the expression of the person is the expression of truth, which includes the ten. So you don't have to focus on the ten. The ten will be the fruit of you knowing him. So that's not the ultimate expression of truth. Knowing Jesus is the ultimate. Knowing the truth and expressing Jesus, expressing him. I've been crucified with Christ, no longer I that live. Christ lives within me. The truth lives within me. Now the truth is dwelling in me, starts to speak. And when the truth speaks, people can hear, this is true. Hey, bing, this is true. Hey, this is truth, this is truth. All right? So otherwise, people use even the law and the prophets to manipulate people, to lead them to, you know, for their own gain and do all kinds of things. Okay? People will use the law and the prophets to manipulate people into getting rich out of them and they don't receive anything. They don't receive anything spiritual. But that doesn't make the Ten Commandments wrong. That doesn't make morality wrong. So now, in, because of hypocrisy of religion, the left, especially the woke left, has completely gone the other way, like totally the other way, rejecting truth, any form of it, and saying, no, but this is what I want to do, so this is my truth. No, it's a lie, and what you're doing is you're propagating lies, and you're telling people to follow lies. It's a lie. So you're either going in the direction of going deeper into truth, or you're going in the direction of getting out of truth and going deeper into sin, into a lie. That's the one of two directions. You're either going closer to the tree of life or closer to the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. You, there's no neutral ground. You're moving in a direction, either that way or that way. Okay? So, now we tolerate this. We tolerate this. We tolerate this. We tolerate this. Oh, no, but we need, we need to be nice to everybody. Hey, but it's not true. What they're saying is not true. So people are doing things that are not truth. So is truth a high value or not? So one thing, for the equation to work out, for all the variables to have meaning, you have to have an absolute. You have to have something that's not variable. Otherwise, the variable has nothing to measure itself against. Otherwise, the equation can't work out. All right, so it's the same way with this. If you don't have a, a point where you say, this is my anchor, this is, this is true. Yeah. If you don't have a concept of eternity and understanding, listen, I can't just go around doing these things. This is, this is not true. This is, this is deception. Yeah. Then people will just, their heads will just clutch out and they will just freak out. And do all kinds of weird things. Okay? So people have an inherent desire to be rebellious against God. But when we bring truth and show truth, people start thinking, hey, that's true. That's true. That's true. So if we don't speak the truth, people won't hear the truth. And people won't recognize the truth. At first, they may scream against it. But if it's not spoken, 
No one's going to hear it and no one's going to believe it. And the more we speak the truth and demonstrate the truth and show the truth openly, the more people will see the truth and realize this is the truth. What is the truth? Jesus is the truth. All right. So Jesus said it in uh, John chapter 14, verse 6. He says, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to heaven. No, no, that's not what he said. No one comes to the Father except through me. So it's not one day we're going to go to heaven. No, it's two day we're going to go to the Father. So the Father is the truth. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So Jesus was the visible representation of the invisible. He was the express image of God. So, Philip said, verse 8, Show us the Father, then we shall be satisfied. Jesus replied, Have I been with all of you for so long a time? And do you not recognize and know me yet? Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? I am the manifestation of the Father. So if I'm the truth, the Father is truth. So if I'm showing the truth, that's what the Father is. So you have to come to the truth. The only way you can come to the truth is through the person, Jesus. So different levels. You can know him intellectually. You can know him in your soul. It starts to touch your emotions. You can know him in spirit. Oh, the Father is looking for worshipers that will worship him in spirit and in truth. So that truth is not, I confessed all my sins. Now all the people know all my dirty laundry. No, that's not the truth. The truth is, you start to see, hey, this guy is starting to shine with the glory. What's in the glory? Oh, it's full of grace and truth. Right? Yes, but you know, it's grace and truth. Yeah, it says the law came by Moses, if you read John 1. But grace and truth came by Jesus. So it puts Moses in juxtaposition to Jesus. So Moses, law, but grace and truth, Jesus. So, in, God spoke in previous times in diverse manners and many separate revelations, each of which set forth a portion of the truth. To our fathers, through the prophets. Was Moses a prophet? Okay, so what Moses said was a portion of the truth. The law was written about him. The prophets spoke about him. Hebrews 10, verse 5, no, verse 7, verse 9, he says, Here I am coming to do what is written of me in the volume of the book. Okay. It's written of him. So you're going to see the truth if you can know him. So 
when you see truth reflected in the scriptures of the old, revealed by the Holy Spirit, like Paul preached and he showed the truth in those scriptures and opened it up to them. And they saw. In Luke chapter 24, Jesus, after the resurrection, appeared to two of his disciples on the way to Emmaus. And he walked with them. But their eyes were held. Why were their eyes held? Was it because Jesus was nasty and holding their eyes? No. Their eyes were held because they were not meditating on truth. They were thinking, oh, this Jesus, we really thought he was going to be the king. We really thought he was going to be. And now they crucified him. He's, he's gone. So there he stands next to them. They are so blinded in their conceit that they can't even see him. And he told them, I'm coming back to you again, just the day before. <laughs> okay? So the law blinds you whenever Moses is read, realize on their hearts and minds. So here's Jesus walking with the two on their way to Emmaus. And he says, like, what are the things that, are, what are you talking about? Are you the only one in Jerusalem that don't know what happened? And they started telling him about We really thought he was the one. So Jesus started opening up all the scriptures concerning himself to them, explaining the scriptures to them. And still they didn't see him. Okay? And when they went to their house, when they came to their house, he made if he wanted to go on. They invited him in. He went in and he broke bread. And when he broke bread, the bread and the wine, he said, I will not break bread with you until I break bread with you in my kingdom, in the kingdom. So he, when they broke the bread, hey, it's Jesus. Yeah. And phew, disappeared. Okay? He just went into the unseen. So immediately they got up and they went back to tell the others, back to Jerusalem. So they said, were not our hearts burning within us when he revealed to us the scriptures? So what will truth do? When we read the scriptures and the truth about the person is revealed to you and you start seeing the truth when you read these pages, what will happen? Your heart will burn with the Holy Ghost. Okay? Let me just see exactly what they said. Mm. Yeah, then they drew near to the village, etc., Oh, come on. Sorry, man. Were not our hearts greatly moved and burning within us while he was talking with us on the road? And as he opened and explained to us the sense of the scriptures. And rising up the very hour, they went back to Jerusalem. Okay. When truth is spoken, it is spoken with the power of the anointing. Because the anointing is truth. You can hear the exact same information intellectually, but 
And it's true, and it's truth, but it's on a natural level. And it's not going to have the impact that when the person speaks it and brings revelation through the Spirit. We need to go deeper into truth. So praise God for the truth that we have known. Don't despise what you have learned before. Just understand that God will progressively, layer upon layer, reveal to you the truth. Okay. He said, I will send you the Holy Spirit, and He will teach you the truth. He will lead you into the whole truth. So the Holy Spirit will reveal Him, the person, the truth. Manifest Him in you. So, knowing the truth means in your mind you start knowing the truth. So yes, you hear the truth and the truth is in you. Man, and now you start becoming the truth. It starts to renew your mind and you're transformed. And your mind is the mind of Christ and that's the truth. And you start thinking what he thinks. And your mouth is transformed and you start speaking truth in power. And your actions are transformed and you start demonstrating truth. So what is the demonstration of truth? How oh, we went about doing good, healing all who were oppressed of the devil. For God was with him. Okay? Spirit of the Lord is upon me. He has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. To proclaim liberty to the captives. Bring recovery of sight to the blind. Bind up the brokenhearted. Truth. If your truth cuts people, it's not truth. If your truth is selfish, it's not truth. Because love is not self-seeking. Okay? And love is the fulfillment of the whole law. All right? So the truth is found in the person, Jesus Christ. He is the way, he is the truth, and he is the life. So when you know the truth, it is so, uh, so amazing how the truth will draw people when you start showing it and demonstrating. When people can start recognizing the truth in your life. Okay? So, what we need to do is we need to bring truth into the world and demonstrate truth in the world through the works of Jesus. He said, if you believe in me, if you believe the truth, same chapter, if you believe in me, you will do the works that I do and even greater works than these. Because I go to my Father. So standing in truth means standing in Christ. Standing in truth means being surrendered to Christ. Standing in truth means you say what God says. You think what God thinks. You do what God is doing. It means you lose anything else, any other value that is in in opposition to that. You lose your own will. You lose your own decision making. You lose your life. And you gain Something so precious, which is truth. In a world where no one knows the truth. In a world where everyone is like scattered sheep without a shepherd. No one knows the way. No one knows the truth. No one knows the life. The world needs you who knows at least something of the truth. Okay? The world needs you to demonstrate and to use the scriptures that you know. (laughs) To use the faith that you have. So that God can reveal more. Okay. I want to read one last scripture and then we're done. So 
He says here, uh, uh, what's it? First Timothy three. Um, was it Second Timothy three? Let me just uh, just check. First Timothy three verse sixteen. It says. And great and important and weighty, we confess, is the hidden truth, the mystic secret of godliness. He, God, was made visible in human flesh. Here's the whole message. Justified, vindicated in the Holy Spirit, was seen by angels, preached among the nations, believed on in the world, and taken up in glory. Okay? So may you know this truth that was revealed, this hidden truth that was revealed in the life of Jesus Christ and which is now revealed to you by the Holy Spirit. All right. May you know him deeply and intimately. May you know the fullness of the truth of Jesus Christ. Amen. So thank you for watching. Let me just greet a few people here. Let me just see... uh, just see who is here. Hi, Janine. Hi, Eric. Chanel. Yeah, I said happy birthday. And there's Eric. Awesome. All the comments, Eric. And Nico. And let me see. Hi, Dini from Donabay. Bless you. Who else is here? Phyllis Brandt. Uh, Nico LaRue. There you go. Bless you. It's good to see you. Be blessed. Prophet of God. Dwayne Hills. Bless you, man. Hey, Brits. Bless you, man. So have an awesome day. May you just walk and live in the truth. May you experience the grace and the truth of Jesus Christ. We'll see you again tomorrow morning at 9. Hopefully I will figure out the computer earlier. <laughs> so be blessed. We'll see you then. Amen.